Welcome back to Decom Cool and Collected. I'm Kelly. And I'm Elizabeth. And this week, uh, we started the year 2005 uh, with the movie Now You See It, not to be confused with the smash blockbuster hit Now You See Me. Or Now You See or Me 2. <laughs> Is it not called Now You Don't? No, it's not. Oh. <laughs> that was like a bit that one of the talk show hosts did whenever they were doing press for Now You oh. See Me 2. Yeah. <laughs> It is also about magic, about illusions. Yes. Uh, in a very much different sense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so this movie stars Queen Ali Mashaka. Um, I'm only going to go into her solo projects. I'm not going to go into like the whole history of Ali and AJ until we get to Cowbells, whenever AJ is there. So Ali Mashaka, on her own, uh, obviously she's Keely in Villa the Future. We'll see her later in Cowbells. She was in the classic cinema... Filme Band Slam, which we watched recently, and it holds up. It's good. <laughs> she was in Easy A. She played Emma Stone's hippie friend. Um, she was in that terrible movie, The Roommate. Did you ever see that? No. Is it Leighton Meester? Yeah, Leighton Meester and whatever um, the other one look. Yeah, they look so much. Th- they look the exact same. I no, I did actually see that. Yeah, it's really bad. It was not scary enough to make me that scared. So. <laughs> Um, she was in the TV show Hellcats, which I saw many commercials for, but I did Same. not watch. Never watched it. She was in five episodes of Two and a Half Men, the Ashton Kutcher version. Mm-hmm. And she was a series regular in iZombie, which I know I've talked about before. Apparently it's really good. I haven't heard anything about it. <laughs> I know that it exists. Um, and then we have Johnny Paycar, uh, who was in Make It or Break It. Um, he, which I know I've talked about this before, he was in the children's version of Lost called Flight 29 Down. It was on the Discovery Kids channel. I never watched it, but I did see many commercials for it because I did watch Endurance, which was the children's version of Survivor. <laughs> um, yeah, he's Damon and Make It or Break It, which I just started rewatching this week because, I don't know, seeing him in this movie made me think about it, and it makes me so angry because his character ruined one of the good characters <laughs> for no reason. Actually, his character didn't. The writers did, but that's a different story. So I stopped watching it because I'm done. But I watched, like, 30 episodes in the course of a week, so. Isn't that most of the episodes, anyway? Yeah, there's only 48 episodes. <laughs> Actually, I watched, like, 40 episodes, so. <laughs> that's it. I did not watch Make It or Break It. He was also in Judging Amy. I was gonna say that he was in Judging Amy. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone was in Judging Amy or Touched by an Angel. Um, we also have Mr. Frank Lang- Langella, 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 who um, was nominated for an Oscar for his role as Richard Nixon in Frost slash Nixon, which was a movie from 2008 about Watergate. So, yeah, I saw that that was in, in his IMDb, but he does not look like Nixon at all. <laughs> well, maybe he did in 2008 with prosthetics. <laughs> um, he was also the judge in the trial of the Chicago 7, which I just watched. Um, it's in the very Aaron Sorkin-esque movie, and the fact that it made me feel hopeful about the American government. <laughs> You don't understand. <laughs> I don't know who that is, so nope. Um, he was also in The Americans, which my dad loved. <laughs> and he was in Muppets Most Wanted, which I actually haven't seen. That was the second Muppets movie with Tina Fey. It was not the Manor Muppet Muppets movie. <laughs> um, we have Chris Olivero, who we met in Double Team. Team Everyone's played. crush from Double Team. Yeah. Uh, Amanda Shaw, who played one of Britney's friends in Stuck in the Suburbs. And Deneen Tyler, who was also in Stuck in the Suburbs. I did not go over her. 
because I learned that she was the colonel's mom and looking for Alaska, a.k.a. the best part about that show. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> she was not in the book, but she was the best part in the show. <laughs> Do you have anyone else? I have Brendan Hill. He was Cedric. He was on 7th Heaven. He played a kid named Alex. I think he was a foster son, not to the Camdens, but to a different character who they started following in the later seasons because most of the Camden children had left the show, so they needed new people <laughs> to follow around. So, that's it. That's all I got. All right. Let's just jump into it. Oh, wait. No, let's not. Let's jump back out. I have a conspiracy. Not a conspiracy, but I have to talk about something. So, (laughs) I watch a lot of commentary channels on YouTube. uh, The likes of Drew Gooden, Danny Gonzalez, Cody Ko, Curtis Connor, all those kinds. Gus and Eddie, all of them. So, at one point... Somebody made a commentary video about this movie and it popped up in my YouTube. I'm pretty sure it was one of the people I was subscribed to and I was pretty sure it was Drew Gooden. And I didn't watch it because I didn't want it to impact what I thought about this movie before I watched it. And so I was like, well, I'll just go back and watch it after I watch the movie. So I went back to go watch it last night and it was not there. It was not to be found anywhere. I couldn't find it on YouTube at all. And so I even thought like, oh, maybe it was just like in my suggested videos. So I like tried to search like, now you see me critique. Now you see me or now you see it critique. Now you see it review. It's nowhere. It doesn't exist. So I don't know if it like got removed for like copyright infringement or something or what happened, or if it never existed and I'm just making it up. I feel crazy, but I swear that it existed. And I can even remember the thumbnail because the thumbnail was like red and had the picture of Danny like at the end when he like does this dramatic thing that we'll get to. That's what the (laughs) thumbnail was. And then it was whoever was talking. I really thought it was Drew Gooden. I don't know. Can anyone, does anyone watch those people? Or can anyone confirm or deny that this happened? Because I don't know. I asked our friend Abby who watches Drew, but she didn't think that it was him because she didn't remember it. It could have been. I don't know. It's not there anymore. It was magic. It magically disappeared (laughs) to make me feel crazy. Okay, now we can jump in. Sorry. Let's jump back in. (laughs) Uh, So we start with this girl who is narrating over just like stills from the movie that we're about to watch. Yeah, Um, she's in her room. Her name is Allison. Very, very clever. (laughs) She says, the rumors have been out of control ever since the night of the final competition. Some people think Danny is in hiding. Others think he never existed. But I know he's real. Um, She says, I know because I was there. I saw things that were strange, unexpected, and terrifying. And I don't know how it all went down, but I am sure that Danny is real and unlike anyone else you've ever met. What I'm about to show you was never meant to be seen. <laughs> okay, so the, the next thing she says was, I was hired to be a segment producer for a new reality TV show to make sure every bit of action was caught on tape. She is 16, 15, I don't even know how old she is, but I love this because the description of this movie on Disney Plus. Yeah, it's an aspiring reality TV show producer. (laughs) I never knew that I had a dream job. Now I do. (laughs) It's not even to be, it's an aspiring reality TV show producer. Same. I saw this and I was like, oh, I am her. (laughs) Like she's a teenager and she knows that that's what she wants to do. It's amazing. I did want to talk about that a little bit because I was thinking I've been really fascinated by reality TV for like the longest time. Like even the very beginnings, like Bug Juice was the show that used to play on Disney at night, like really late. It was about these kids at summer camp and it was like real kids And I was always fascinated by it. And whenever I woke up in time to, like, see it, because it would literally be, like, 2 a.m. or something like that, I loved it. And then I, as a kid, I watched, like, American Idol and stuff like that. So 
I don't know, reality TV, it just feels, it hits different. (laughs) And this one, this, so the whole competition is also really interesting because it's like a competition within a competition. Like they have groups of uh, aspiring producers and cameramen who are all teenagers. Yeah. And it's also a children's magic competition. Yeah. It's, I, (laughs) like, they, they, like part of the competition, like I feel like, they really missed an opportunity not filming, like, the kids' competition to be, like, a reality show producer. Because everything that they were filming was just the, magi- the magicians, and that's what the kids were in charge of. But no one was, like, filming the kids trying to capture all this action. See, they really should have, too, because, like, it seems like if they were to do a show that was, like, a producer, like, you do who wants to be the next great producer, <laughs> then they would have to make, like, a fake show for yeah. the show. It's like a show within a show. It's very... Very meta. Yeah. That's it. (laughs) Um, So, yeah. So, we see Allison. She's, like, walking into this big building in the city. All these kids are gathered in this, like, auditorium. And uh, Miss McAllister, she starts speaking to them. She says, it's the first TV show in history to be produced entirely by kids. For good reason. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. She says, only those who discover one of the three final magicians will stay with us through the grand finale. Um, Allison is very excited, and all the other kids laugh at her enthusiasm. Don't laugh at other people's enthusiasm. That's a dick move. everyone makes her feel bad for being excited this entire movie. (laughs) Like, she, like, this would literally be me. I'd be like, um, the first time a reality TV show was whenever MTV did the real world. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, yeah, so Miss McAllister asks the crowd, she's like, so what is the most important rule of good television? So Allison immediately raises her hand. She's like, the most important rule of good television is to always keep the camera rolling. And <laughs> the woman was like, oh, like, good answer. And Allison's like, oh, it's your answer in your interview with Rolling Stone from October 2002. <laughs> yeah, and again, everyone is, like, making fun of her. It's so annoying, but then Mystic Max gets introduced, and he is our old man, wise magician who was running this competition. Yeah, he's the host and, like, a world, like, renowned famous magician. He says that 100 magicians between the ages of 10 and 16 figured out the hidden message in the TV show's, like, ad that was a poster. And he's like, did anyone of you, like, figure out this hidden message? And, of course, Allison raises her hand. She's like, yes, I fucking did. She's like, it was too easy. She's like, well, magicians use misdirection. So I started looking in the background. And then, I don't know. And then she's like, oh, and then I, like, translated this Latin verse. (laughs) Yeah, apparently Allison knows Latin because she speaks Latin later in the movie. Yeah, she, I don't know, she figures it out. It's, like, really complicated. She's like, oh, like... A man thinking that must be the Venus de Milo. <laughs> yeah, and, and she ends up really... finding okay, and she ends up finding the website because there's a spider web in the corner, and she somehow yeah. knows that it's .net, not .com. Yeah, not yeah she's dot. like it's www.demilo.net. Like what? <laughs> Who uses .net? <laughs> um. Yeah. So she's like, it was simple, but. It was clearly very complicated. Yeah, everyone in the crowd, again, is, like, rolling their eyes. and They all, like, like, laugh at her. Like, what? (laughs) Yeah, so Allison gives a voiceover again from her room. So we get these voiceovers. Anytime Allison is narrating, she's talking to the camera in her bedroom. Like, this entire movie is her telling. Like, after. Yeah, telling the story, like, like a vlog, basically. So anytime I say Allison's narrating, it's usually cut back to her in her bedroom. 
Um, yeah, she's like, I know I'm not the greatest at making friends. She basically says, like, she's not like other girls, but not, like, in a way that, like, it makes her think she's better than others. Well, she says that she, that people think she's a know-it-all, and she's like, I don't mean to, but I just do know a lot of things. (laughs) Yeah. She's like, I tried to, like, be interested in makeup in the mall, but I'm just not. Yeah. Um, and she's like, okay, whatever, back to the story. (laughs) Yeah, so she tells us that Miss McAllister divided everyone into teams of a kid producer, a kid camera person, (laughs) and an adult mentor. Those cameras are fucking heavy! (laughs) And this, okay, they're, so her team is Allison, Cedric, their kid camera producer, and then their mentor, Paul. Who's so tiny, probably like 80 pounds. Okay, (laughs) he's also so short, so all of their scenes are gonna be like, filmed (laughs) at an upward angle because he's short. Yeah, and Paul was her mentor, and they were set to find the best magician to represent the region. Yeah, so they have, like, certain applications. I guess they, like, divided up the applications between each team. And so we get a montage of them going like and meeting meeting the uh, uh, the magicians and saying, we're here to audition you and blah, 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 blah. So everyone does their auditions and they're all really fucking bad. None of them can complete a single trick. And they're like, wow, this is embarrassing. We've lost all hope. But no, there's one more contestant left. Everything is banking on him because if they can't find a magician, then they don't get to be in the show because there's like multiple groups who I guess didn't find good enough magicians. So they don't get to be in the show. Yeah. And she's like, my first show at a career was over before I knew it. Girl, you're 16! I know! (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Uh, yeah, so they move on to their last hope. They arrive at the house of this child, and they're, like, really greeted awkwardly by his parents. They never explain this. They don't at all! His parents just, like, stare at them, and they're like, Hi, Danny's been talking about you a lot. He's happy that you're here. They don't explain anything about (laughs) It's really weird. Yeah, we'll get to more of it later. Yeah, so the team walks upstairs to find Danny, like, blowing up a giant balloon in his bedroom. There's, like, all this, like, magic, like, paraphernalia all over the walls and stuff. Mm -hmm. He's blowing up this giant balloon. Um, Allison, like, taps him on the shoulder and he gets startled and the balloon deflates. Um, and then his audition begins. He blows up another balloon and pops it, but nothing happens. Apparently doves are supposed to pop out. Um, so he tries again and nothing happens. And then he tries a third time and nothing happens. And Allison's like, maybe you could try a different trick? Is there anything we can do to help? And he gets very frustrated. And Allison's just like, oh, this matters to you a lot, just like it matters to me. Yeah, <laughs> Allison's like, I we know this is important for you. It's really important for us, too. And so Danny just, like, begs Danny him has, to keep letting yeah. him try. So he does, just again and again. He, he tries so many times. an endless amount of orange balloons. Yeah, there's so many on his floor. And finally he's like, okay, last one. It's really going to work this time. And it doesn't. And so they're just like... Okay, we're gonna have to leave. Yeah, so, walking outside, Cedric accuses Allison of giving Danny a bunch of chances because he thinks he's cute. Mm. Um, Allison says that, like, no, like, he's my last chance at this shot, and she's angry now that she's not gonna be on the show. But then, Paul opens the car, like, back window, and doves start flying out. Uh, Cedric was filming, and they're like, oh, this was part of the trick the whole time. Yeah, and so, like, we pan up to see Danny looking at them from the window, and he has this, like, confused, almost, like, afraid look on his face. Yeah, Allison narrates that instead of looking very happy, Danny looked fearful. Yeah. Um, so Allison, we cut to Allison showing Max, like, the footage and, like, the editing room, and all the kids are watching, too. And Hunter accuses her of cheating. They're like, she's like, oh, like, you, you guys set that up. It's, there's no way. Uh, Miss McAllister trusts Allison. Um, well, he 
Yeah. And um, Max asks Paul, who is their mentor, and he's like, well, what do you think? And Paul says that he thinks that Danny is the real deal. Like, they were with him the entire time. They didn't see anything sketchy happen. Yes, so Allison and Danny have officially made it on the show. They're riding this trolley with all the other kid contestants to the Magic Mansion. Yes. Allison is very excited, and she talks about, like, all these, like, different ideas. She's like, oh, like, so, since we're gonna be on TV, we can, like, use this narrative, we can use the same approach that, like, oh, like, you weren't getting it, but you actually got it the whole time. But Danny, as we see, is not as enthusiastic. Um, this other magician, like, taps on Allison's shoulder and performs a card trick, and everyone's like, whoa. But then Danny takes the deck, and he's like, all right, man, pick a card. So the kid picks a card, and then Danny just, like, throws the deck across the trolley, and the kid's card appears stuck to the window from the outside of the trolley. Which yeah, was... and everyone is amazed. They're like, oh my god, how did you do that? But yeah. obviously he does not reveal his secret, because he's a magician. Yeah, magicians don't do that. Uh, the trolley arrives at the mansion, and this is where we see Danny excited for the first time. All the kids enter the mansion. Apparently they're living there. Yeah. <laughs> which is weird. The kids, the producers, and the camera people are all living at the mansion for this competition. Yeah. Uh, Max greets them, and the three finalists in- introduce themselves. It's um, Zoe, Brandon, and Danny. Zoe is the girl from Stuck in the Suburbs. Yeah. Brandon was the one who did the card trick earlier, and we all know Danny. Um, so Max gathers them. They're all, like, sitting in, like, this little mini, like, auditorium. And there's another magician just, like, casually performing a trick behind Max as he talks to them. The whole thing, it's very, like, funhouse-esque. Like, that's what the mansion is like. Um, and Max tells the magicians, he's like, you know, this is the mansion that my mentor started. and It's every- full of secrets and surprises. Yeah, and- everything you need is here, so use all the resources available to them. Uh, Allison is very excited, but again, we do not see Danny reciprocating her enthusiasm. Yeah, and so Max tells them all to get a good night's sleep, and then he's like, oh, and by the way, your room keys should be in your pocket. So they all look, and they're like, how did these keys appear? But then he tosses Danny his key instead of putting it in Danny's pocket. He makes it, like, appear out of thin air. Yeah, there's no explanation for that. So they say good night, and, um... Cedric is filming Allison and Danny walking down the hall. Yeah. And Allison's like, we're going to be attached at the hip. I'm going to know, like, everything you're doing, everything you're thinking, so that, like, we can, like, make this great. Um, they arrive at Danny's room, and he tries to close the door on her, but Allison is not having it. She tells Danny uh, that, oh, I've watched hours of reality television show, and contestants who are the most competitive and charismatic and overcame heartbreak get the most screen time which is true every time i would watch like american idol auditions at the very end they would always say like some like terrible heartbreak story they're like oh my mom had cancer and i sang her back to health and i'm going to be auditioning with the song that saved her and it's like really emotional and i used to like make fun of it all the time whenever she said that i thought it was funny because i was thinking about like when did the transition from like reality tv shows being mostly about the competition to just being about people's lives happen i don't well it started with people's just lives happening and then i don't know what the first like competition one was. I mean, it's definitely around, like, the era of, like, whenever, like, Survivor and American Idol came in. But I don't know how much, like, we knew about their lives. Yeah, I don't know. I just think it's funny that she's talking so generally about reality TV TV, because it's actually, like, broader than I realized, because whenever I think of reality TV show, I just think of, like, the Housewives or stuff like that. Like, I don't think of competition shows as much. I think of those as, like, competition shows. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah, so Danny, like, closes the door and she knocks again and he's like, listen, I promise to do everything I can to win as long as you leave me alone the rest of the time. Um, and then he closes the door. So, the whole time, this entire movie, Danny talks really weird. I don't know if you noticed this, but he's like, listen, I'll promise to do everything I can to win as long as you just leave me alone the rest of the time. I think that's just how he talks. That's how Is he it? talks and make it or break it, too. Oh my god, it's so annoying. Yeah, I think that's just his voice. I would kill him. That, yeah. That's <laughs> yeah, so Allison narrates. She's like, what's he hiding? He's just another puzzle begging to be solved. So, like, Allison, every now and then, whenever she's narrating, she's like, I think of myself as a problem solver, but then it's never mentioned again until Danny's like, you're such a big problem solver, solve this! Like, I don't know. She mentions puzzles now and then. She talked about how, like, she can't resist a puzzle, and that's how she figured out the the Yeah, but she's she's only telling us this. Yeah. Like, I don't... (laughs) Danny knows because he saw everyone be mean to her about knowing things. Okay. (laughs) Uh, so the kids are listening to Max on stage during, like, the little auditorium. The next day. Yeah, this is where Max says that his mentor and the founder of the mansion said that a magician's greatest asset is to think in unusual ways, but Danny had already finished his sentence. No one makes fun of him for that. Yeah. (laughs) Because he's a man. Uh, because he's a magician. (laughs) And everyone knows magicians are very cool. Uh, so Max says, he's like, this is what the first challenge will entail, thinking in unusual ways. They are to create an illusion using any or all of these five basic household objects. A rope, a bedsheet, a ten-gallon aquarium, a basketball, and a a broom. A broom. (laughs) They have 30 minutes to create this illusion using just those items. So everyone's gets getting to work and they're like trying out things. Danny's just sitting there. And so Allison's like, hey, I know you're thinking, but thinking is boring to watch. Can you like try something you're thinking about? And Danny's just like, no. He's like, you're you're making me not focus. I can't I can't do this. And Allison is like, okay, what's the problem? But Danny doesn't answer. And then he says, Allison can't help him anyway. And so Allison tells Danny that she and Cedric are on his team. They're there to support him. And he's like, stop talking so I can focus. And just, like, walks away. <laughs> yeah, so then we see, like, the opening sequence for the world's greatest kid magician reality competition. Um, Max introduces Zoe, and the other kids are, like, sitting in the audience. And Zoe uses a sheet to make the basketball disappear and float. Now, for a lot of these magic tricks, I looked up, like, how they do them, because <laughs> I was really interested. So, in order to make, like, a ball, like, float behind a cloth, there's, like, a little metal rod you hold in one of your hands, and the rod is, like, hidden behind the sheet. Well, that's not one of the things they were allowed to use. Well, that's how she did it. That's how you do it. <laughs> well, that's cheating. How else are you supposed to... Never mind. <laughs> I don't know. They're magicians. I always said to use all the resources. Well, that's how you do that trick. But, so I don't no, know what but they also you. asked, like, are those all that we're allowed to use? And he says, yes, you can only use those five items. Because we'll get to it later on, because I have some <laughs> Same! Disputes. Same! Same! I think, I, I think it's the same thing. <laughs> yeah. Well, anyway, that's how you do that trick. So. That's what Zoe does, and she gets a 7 out of 10 on her trick. And so they're like, oh, very good. Yeah, Danny is up next, and Allison's like, what are you going to do? And he's like, I don't know. Yeah. And um, so he gets up there and he puts all the objects on the ground and he takes the bed sheet and covers it like as like a wall. Mm-hmm. He's like, I'm going to make all the objects disappear. And Hunter, I don't know what he says, but he's he like. He says, you don't stand a snowball's chance and you know where of pulling that off. 
Okay, where did you learn that phrase, Hunter? <laughs> Disney writers. I was just like, I was just like, he says no snowball's chance. Yeah, and so when Danny drops the sheet, the broom is standing up, and it's like a makeshift tetherball, basically, yeah. and it's standing up in the aquarium with snow at the bottom. Yeah, and the rope is like attached to the end of the broom, and then the ball is swinging at the end of the rope, like around the broom. Yeah, and yeah, the snow tether. is in the aquarium. Yeah, to help make it stand up. Um. Yeah, and so Max is like, oh, well, that's very original. And Hunter's like, what is that in the tank? And Danny's like, it's snow. It's real snow. And he throws a snowball at him. <laughs> and Hunter's immediate, like, immediately like, he's cheating. He, you didn't say you could use snow. He's using snow. And yeah. Max is like, oh, well, that was very original. But I guess technically that's against the rules. And so he gives Danny a three out of ten. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, so it's Brandon's turn, and he asks for an assistant, and Max is like, Danny's already on stage, he's him. Yeah. Yeah, so so Brandon asks Danny to hold up the sheet like a curtain as he's, like, talking about his trick or whatever, and Danny's like, you know, I feel like an assistant is an extra item, because we were only supposed to use those five. Brandon's like, just shut up and help me. And so uh, Danny raises the sheet higher, and all of a sudden, Brandon's voice just is silent. Like, he's been talking, and now it's gone. So Danny, like, looks, and he sees that Brandon is gone. He drops the sheet, and everyone claps at Brandon disappearing. And they're like, oh, my God. But Danny looks kind of scared, because he's like, uh. So then we see Brandon appear, screaming and spinning on this wheel. Um, Like, it's one of those, like, big turn wheels. That you, like, throw knives at yeah. the person spinning on it. Yeah, and so- And Max gives him a 10. The spinning wheel is not a prop! Exactly! And no one- Allison, where are you, girl? I know you would bring that up. Especially yeah. after they pulled that shit on Danny. She would 100% be like, uh, wait a minute. If he can't use snow, you can't use that fucking wheel. You can't wheel. appear on the wheel. Like, you could appear anywhere else is not on the wheel. Yeah. And he- it, it makes no sense. <laughs> yeah, and so, uh, everyone is cheering, and they're all like, oh my god, amazing. And Danny runs off, and so Allison runs after him, and she's like, hey, what happened back there? And Danny's like, ask Brandon, it was his trick. And Allison's like, mm, I think you're hiding something. Allison tells Danny to let her in, because maybe she could help. But Danny says he needs to sort it out himself. Yeah, Allison's like, can we, like, call a truce for a minute? And she's like, how did Brandon get on the wheel? And then they, as she, like, follows him, they, like, enter this funhouse mirror. And then, yeah, Danny's like, I don't know. And that's the end of the scene. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, so Allison is again, or this is when Danny says, you're good at puzzles, you figure it out. So later that night, Allison and Cedric are looking on the stage, trying to find a trap door, because they're like, how did he get to that wheel? Like, this doesn't make sense. They know the basic tricks of illusions, I guess, and they can't find it. But as they're looking, they hear something, so they go and hide. But it's Hunter and Brandon also looking for the trap door, because we realize Brandon did not do this trick. We don't know how this happened. Yeah, so Allison comes out of the shadows, and she's like, um, I know you didn't pull off that trick, Brandon. And then they leave. <laughs> yeah. And that's basically it. And as Brandon and Hunter are still looking, we see that Paul is, like, looking above from, like... like from, like, a catwalk. Yeah. And so he's, like, looking at what's going on. So, hmm, that's a little hmm. weird. Paul. Um, so Max presents the contestants with the second challenge. They will each receive a wand containing the name of a famous magician. Zoe gets Alexander Herman, and Brandon gets Harry Blackstone. I don't mean to sound ridiculous, but if I saw that man walking down the street, I would not recognize him. I do not know that man. Sorry to that man. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Never heard of these guys. But Danny gets uh, Houdini. 
I feel like I've heard of Blackstone, but it might have just been from this movie. <laughs> but yeah, Danny gets Houdini, of course. And no one is mad about that either. Yeah. Like, they get these, like, okay, these magicians, and he gets Harry Houdini. Like, speaking, like, as we are from the general public who does not know much about magicians, we've heard of Houdini. Yeah. I was expecting <laughs> I was expecting one of them to get Penn and Teller. <laughs> I don't know who that is. Yes, you do. Penn and Teller is the big guy with the long black curly hair. He was in Sabrina the Teenage Witch. And then Teller is the short guy who doesn't talk. No. You would know him if you saw him. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so everyone has to do research and perform their magician's most famous trick. And so, uh, Allison asks... Oh. Yeah, we cut to all the contestants practicing and, like, their producers and their uh, cameramen are filming them. Um, Cedric stays to film the action while Allison searches for Danny because he's nowhere to be found. Yeah, uh, and so she finds him in this ginormous library that's just in the a, mansion. A glow, a glow, a dome glass, stained glass ceiling. <laughs> yeah, and so she walks in and Danny's reading books and she's like, oh my god, he's finally doing research for once. But she looks at the books and she realizes that they're not about Houdini. And so she's like, aren't you, shouldn't you be working on your trick? Like, what are you doing? And he's he's like, like, I'm doing research on the Magic Mansion. There's something about this place. And they always talk about all this stuff, but I've never seen anything about it. He's like, maybe you can help me with this puzzle. Yeah, Uh, so Allison grabs one of the books, immediately realizes (laughs) that there's this little symbol on them. And that the symbols have this, like, image going across them. So she's like, we need to find all the books in this entire big-ass library that have this symbol. And then we can figure it out. It's a cipher. Yeah, so they start pulling books down from the shelves, and they put them together to form this pattern, which is two serpents. And then Danny, like, pulls out this map. I yeah, guess. I guess he found it in the library, and he's like, I've seen this before, it's on the map. They're like, we need to find this symbol, That's and maybe there'll be a secret, secret room. room. Yeah, so Cedric films them, like, mazing through all the hallways and tunnels. Yeah, and Cedric is scared the whole time. I think it's supposed to be funny, but it's, it's just kind of annoying. Bats fly at some point um, until yeah. they find this wall with the symbol, but it appears to be a dead end. Um, Allison just, like, casually decodes Latin. Yeah, <laughs> and the Latin says, whoever reads books finds secrets within. And so, and so they're, they're immediately like, like, it's a misdirection. They're immediately like, how do you read books? You turn the page. So then they, like, grab the book, like, the sim- like the symbol with the book in it, and then, like, turn it in the stone wall. I don't know why you wouldn't try that at first. It, it's very obviously turnable once they <laughs> turn it. Like, hello? That is not, like, I don't get how they put two and two together. Like, those who read books, how do you read books? You turn pages. We must turn this entire book symbol, uh, like, around. <laughs> the original escape room. I guess. Contestants. Yeah, so a little secret door opens. So they go into there. And in that little room, there's a fucking vault that Danny just casually <laughs> yeah. opens. Apparently there's not, like, a combination or anything. No, he just spins it. And Allison's like, how'd you open it? And he's like practice you know i practice with all my vaults at home that i don't know this the the combination to <laughs> yeah so he just like crawls into the little vault area and, and it's like another secret library but okay first of all there's lit candles inside yeah same i was like who lit these candles this is dangerous <laughs> this place is gonna go like burst in flames so danny walks inside and immediately knows that this must be Demilo's secret library it looks like a bunch of filing cabinets well, yeah, it's, like, it's a vault. Like, it, I think it's supposed yeah. to have money in there, but, yeah. So, there's, like, this symbol on, like, this stone, uh, like, I don't know, little statue thing. Yeah. And fucking Cedric is just, literally, he says, hey, guys, what does this do? And, and he turns he, the thing, 
and then they they just like magically fly back and they to the library, back in the like the regular library, <laughs> and they're like Cedric, bleh. but good thing because the competition's about to start. Apparently, yeah. they weren't paying attention to the time. Yeah, so the second challenge begins. Zoe pulls rabbits out of the hat. She gets a 6 out of 10. Yeah, and again, that's just, like, sleight of hand. There's, like, a little, like, compartment either in the, like, table or desk, wherever the rabbits are, like, the hot one. She wasn't on a desk. She was holding it in the air. Shouldn't she not have a table? No, she was just holding the hat in the air. Okay, well... They don't explain these things. Yeah. They could have at least done the illusions right. Well, that's what it said on, uh, Unmasking the Magician Secrets. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Brandon, yeah, Zoe gets a 6 out of 10. Brandon makes a light bulb float. I looked everywhere. I cannot find how they did this. Yeah, and it's a lit light bulb, too. Like, yeah. it's not attached to anything, but it's lit and it floats. I don't know. He gets it's... an 8 out of 10, which I don't think he deserves. He just, like, makes it look like it's floating around. Yeah, Danny, um, he says that Houdini was known for his escape axe and, like, the straitjacket, but Danny's gonna make an elephant disappear, um, and I looked up how Houdini did that, it just, like, put the elephant in a cabinet, and then, like, I don't know, the dark, like, stage dark and <laughs> add a curtain, something like that. Um, but his elephant is Brandon and Hunter in a costume. Yeah, in an elephant suit. Brandon whispers to Danny, he's like, I might be dressed up like an elephant, but I feel like a cow's behind. Ahaha. Uh-huh. Um. So Danny pulls this curtain to hide the elephant, and he starts talking to the audience, and then all of a sudden, we hear Brandon, like, yelling and laughing again. He's, so like, Danny, laughing hysterically. Yeah, so Danny pulls the curtain, and, uh... Brandon is on a fucking mechanical bull, and he gets bucked off, and then everyone, like, goes over to check on him, and they all (laughs) glare at Danny. Oh my god. And Danny just looks worriedly at Allison. And so then we cut to a scene of everyone arguing. Like, all of the contestants, all of the producers, everyone is just screaming at each other. (laughs) Miss McAllister is like, hey, let's be quiet one at a time. So Hunter is like, Danny should be kicked off the show. And Allison's like, you're just jealous. And Hunter says that, um... He needs to be kicked off because that wasn't a trick. He must have real magic. And everyone's like, Hunter, what the fuck are you talking about? And he's like, there's no way that was just an illusion. Hunter says, there's lots of crazy things we can't explain. ESP, blah, 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 blah. And then Cedric chimes in and says, Donald Trump's hair? It's very easy to explain, Cedric. It's not real. Yeah, Disney (laughs) just dunking on Donald Trump. (laughs) Apparently that was a thing. People like to make fun of him before, like... I don't know, because I've seen, like, little mentions of Donald Trump here and there from, like, movies I've seen from the past. It's just weird. I mean, he's I know always, that he was, like, a figure. He's always looked like a clown. Yeah. I don't know. It was weird. I I mean, yeah, if I was new, was educated, and knew, like, how, like, racist and horrible he was back in the past, I also take digs at him like <laughs> I do now. Yeah. But, yeah, but it's not a mystery, Cedric. It's fake. It's, like, glued on there. <laughs> Yeah, but, yeah, Hunter is all convinced, and he also thinks that Danny made Brandon disappear in the first challenge, which, again, should mean that Brandon should not have those points. If Danny did the trick, Brandon should not get those points. Anyway, uh, they don't bring that up now, because they're all on a witch hunt about whether Danny has a real (laughs) magic or not. But, yeah. They're gonna (laughs) burn him at the stake. Basically. So Danny is like, uh, actually, Hunter's right. I don't know how I did that. These things just happened to me. And as he says this, Max walks up behind him, and he's like, oh, that's the oldest trick in the book. Pretend like you don't know what happened, just to make yourself seem cool and everyone believe you. And Danny's like, no, like, I literally don't know what's going on. And Max is like, well, good news. I am the president of the Worldwide Skeptics Society, and we can debunk this for you. 
So, yeah, he says there's a long history of magicians debunking uh, claims of supernatural powers because magicians perform a practice entertainment and those who claim these powers devalue their skills. Yeah, so Allison looks for Danny uh, after, so Danny, like, leaves, I guess. Allison starts looking for him, and in her voiceover, she's saying that a panel of experts were waiting, but she couldn't find Danny. So she finds him in the back of DeMilo's hidden library again, and she asks what he's doing, and Danny's stressed, and he's like, I can't do this, like, I really do have magic, I, I don't have control over it, I don't know, like, what's going on. And Allison's like, oh my god, you're playing this perfectly. And he's like, no, I'm being serious, like, I don't know how this happens, I can't explain it, um, if I go to the panel, I'm either not gonna be able to show anything, so they're gonna think I'm fake, or I'm not gonna be able to control it, and I'm gonna get hurt or hurt someone else. No, he's like, I'm gonna become a government experiment. Oh yeah, they're gonna, be, they're gonna <laughs> take me open and cut... <laughs> You're not E.T. Calm down. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, so then Danny talks about his history of tricks. And so one time he saw a skateboard in the window of a store and he's like, I wish I was writing that. And then he looked down and the skateboard was under his feet. And another time he was being bullied and he was like, I just wish this bully would get lost. And then the bully ended up in a tree like two miles down the road. He literally said hanging by a belt loop. What? <laughs> yeah, no explanation on that. And he's like, I'm a freak. I'm weird. And then fucking yeah, Allison. Like, I'm weird. I'm a no weirdo. No me. Yeah, so then I Allison. a stupid hat. Allison <laughs> is like, I know it's not the same, but also I don't have friends either and I'm weird too. So like, maybe we can bond over this. Uh, Allison. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and so again, Danny is like, okay, I don't have control over what's going to happen. Allison's like, it must be scary for you. She's but... like, you just need someone to believe in you. Yeah. And Allison's like, well, you know, you came here for answers. Like, maybe these experts can help you. Like, this is what you've been searching for. And, like, you've got nothing to lose, so let's just go out there. Yeah, so the panel is made up of two scientists, a psychic, and Max. Yeah, the psychic is there just to, like, even things out, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah, so they start, like, asking him questions. Like, mm, when did you first believe? And But the psychic's, like, being, like, really genuine. She's like, do you have, like, a history here? Well, yeah, and they're like, oh, so this started around 13. Is that, were you crying for attention? They're, like, trying yeah. to Freud him. And Danny's just like, I don't know, I don't have control of this. And so they're like, well, show us what you can do. Show us. So Danny's just, like, sitting there. He's like, I don't know what's going to happen. But the psychic, again, is very, like, comforting. And she's, yeah, like, she's like, just focus. Like, just do it. Harness it. Yeah. <laughs> so Danny starts floating from this chair that he's sitting in. And everyone's like, oh, my God, that's crazy. Blah, blah, blah. And then Max comes over and just, like, pushes him into the chair. And Mac er, Danny's like, uh, why'd you do that? Max is like, this is all fake. This is the floating chair. It's a secret trick that only few illusionists use. And we have, there's only two of these chairs that exist in the world. And one of them's here. He's like, and that's why I heard that you were snooping around downstairs. Yeah, so he explains to everyone how this chair works. I don't understand what he's saying, but then he sits on the chair and floats, so he's like, see, it's an illusion. Danny's like a, making everything up. Like a lever that, like, pulls you up. I don't from know. From the back. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so, yeah, so Danny walks off stage. Allison follows him and accuses him of lying to her, and he's like, I was not lying. Um, Danny says that Max is out to get him, and Allison accuses him of, like, making her look like a fool, like everyone does, like, that she's not as smart as she thinks she is. Um, and Danny's like, this has nothing to do with you, but Allison gets mad and walks away. And she says they're not friends anymore. Yeah, Allison narrates, uh, she says the experts agreed that Danny was just a really good illusionist, which means, to Hunter's dismay, that Danny was still eligible to compete and he'll probably be a shoe-in to win in the finale. 
um, and Danny and Allison are not friends. They have a strictly professional relationship now. But she won't lose her job over that. Yeah, if somebody cuts at Allison, like, defacing Polaroids of Danny. For some reason. <laughs> so Cedric, she's mad at him. Yeah, so Cedric asked if they should go get footage of Danny. Well, Cedric was also just, like, filming himself with the camera, and that's where I saw that to that day is December 14th, 2004. So... Which I thought this took place during the summer, so that they could, like, live there during, <laughs> without, I guess like, having Christmas to, break. Without having to go to school. They've been there for a while. <laughs> no, it's only seven days, the competition. Well, yeah, my Christmas break started after December 14th. I don't know. Uh, yeah, Cedric asked Allison if they should be, like, getting any footage of Danny, uh, but Allison is too busy defacing the Polaroids. Yeah, and um, Cedric's like, you should probably just get over it. He's a good magician. And Allison's like, you know, I bet I can debunk those doves. I bet I can show exactly what happened. I, I don't know. So she pulls out the tape, and they start watching it, and so they see him, they see the trunk open, and there's no doves, like, already there to fly out, and then suddenly they appear as they fly out, and so they're like, thin air. oh my god, what He's happened? Real. They appeared out of thin air. They're like, he must actually be magic. Yeah, so Allison walks over to Danny's room with Cedric filming behind her the door is ajar and she opens it but he's not there so they uh, go to the regular library he's also not there and then they split up so allison goes to the secret library and cedric goes outside uh allison's like amazing through like the tunnels and stuff and she overhears max and danny in a locked room yeah she, she hears like, some muffled chatter yeah she like walks into like the neighboring room and is able to like spy on them through the air vent and she, like, takes out her little camcorder and starts filming. Yeah. Max tells Danny that he knows about his powers. Um, he says that the Skeptic Society is a cover, and he reveals that every generation, one or two true sorcerers are born, and that Max is one, and so is Danny. Uh, Max created this show simply to try and lure a, sor- a sorcerer uh, like, back to him. To see if they were, if there was another one. Yeah. And that's how Danny got there. And so Danny asks why Max's powers are, like, so in control, but he is so out of control of his. And Max is like, well, you're untrained, so obviously. Um, Max explains, like, I'm sure you're feeling scared and you don't know what to do, and that's how I felt too, but then DeMilo helped train me to feel safe and home here. I like how these sorcerers, their first thought is like, oh yes, I will be a magician to cover up the fact that I have real power. (laughs) I mean, I guess they gotta make a living somehow. Oh my god, do you think, like, in Harry Potter, there were wizards that, like, pretended to be magicians? Did they ever talk? I feel like they might have talked about that. I don't know. In the books. Are there I mean, British magicians? It was, what? Are there British magicians? I assume so. I mean, I feel like that's, I don't know, for some reason, I, I guess Harry Houdini, I don't think he was American. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. But uh, it was probably, I think it was against the Ministry of Magic to do that, so they probably got arrested if they tried. Mm-hmm. Anyway. What if they learned real illusions? How fun. <laughs> <laughs> but they were also wizards. Yeah. In their free time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, so Max is telling Danny that he can feel safe here, and he's gonna help him, and he's like, let's practice right now. So they have these little, like, knight figures sitting on the table, like, they're very small, and Max makes his move very easily, it's and really so he's weird, like, Danny. Like, stop motion animation. <laughs> yeah, it's really weird, but he's like, Danny, you try. So Danny tries to make his move, but he's not in control of his powers, so he struggles. But he finally gets him to move, and then they're like, let's 
have them fight. So they have them just, like, battle for a little bit. And Danny bit. is just, like, seamlessly making his knight fight all of a sudden. Yeah, he's, like, moving it with his mind, with his magic. And uh, the fight is, like, almost over. And then Danny's knight accidentally, like, drops his mace that he's holding. And it flies into the wall. It becomes, like, regular sized and almost hits Max in the face. And Danny's like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. Like, I, I don't know what, I, I, that could have hit you. And Danny... Max is like, oh, that's fine. Like, I'll help you get your powers in check. But until then, here, wear this ring. It will help you stay calm and help nothing bad happen. Yeah, your powers will remain in check. So, like, nothing will happen where, like, you think something and you can't control it. Yeah, so Danny puts on the ring and he immediately, like, starts feeling a little bit better about everything. And he, like, can't do anything right now. Max tells him to go to bed and get some sleep before the show. And Allison has been filming. Excuse me. Allison has been filming all of this, and as soon as Danny leaves, Paul walks into the room. Um, Max says that they have to keep an eye on Danny because he has potential to be more powerful than Max ever was. And as long as no one takes off the ring, he's no threat because he can't remove it himself. And the ring will, like, take his powers within this time tomorrow. Yeah, and those powers will become Max's. I love how, like... (laughs) <laughs> just revealing this whole evil plot like ah yes my assistant our evil plan is in place you know the evil plan where i started when i lured danny here so i could take his powers well okay they make fun of this in kim possible and like draken talks about how he has to reveal it because he's worked so hard and he wants everyone to know but, and, it's but that's not how they to anyone he's just talking to paul well, i know but he, I, i'm sure he feels the same way he's been worried about this for years and... he's like oh yes paul remember all these things that i did so first i I lured Danny here. Yeah, with this our fake evil plan. Show. Second, you helped me. <laughs> okay, but he also says that he didn't know. Like, did he actually know that it was Danny? Because how did he know to have Paul on their team? Or were all of the adult mentors evil? I don't know. I don't know. I, These things I would like to know. It's just luck. <laughs> yeah. So Allison gets all of this on camera as well, and she she leaves. goes yeah she goes to find Danny um to knock on his door, but Paul finds her first, and he basically oh like, oh they also sorry in this part they also say and I'll take his power just like I did Milo oh, yes. b- Demilo before him. So yes. he stole Demilo's power. That's important. Uh yeah. So Allison goes to find Danny, but before that she can get to him, Paul appears, and she's just like. You need to go to bed, Allison. Go away. Yeah, so Allison's voiceover says that she knew that Max was up to something, something terrible, and she had to warn Danny because she knew no one else could. And so Allison finds Danny juggling in the courtyard that day, and she's yeah. like, hey, Danny, can I, like, talk to you? Oh, this makes me so angry. Yeah, so, like, Allison walks up, and she's Everyone's, like, like, around him. Danny's having a grand old time now. Apparently everyone got over the fact that they thought he was a magician, and he's not. Yeah, he has, like, all these friends out. And, like, the only thing Allison tells Max, or Allison tells Danny, she's just like, Max is not who you think he is. And so Danny's like, yeah, I know, like, he's great, he's my mentor. And I'm like, why can't you just say things right off the bat? Why can't you just say Max is evil? Paul is in the background, and all these people are around. So she says, hey, Danny, can I talk to you alone, like, in private? And Danny's like, I have all these friends now. Why are you trying to take me away from them? I can't, I'm with my friends. Yeah, and he's like, I feel normal for the first time ever. And Allison's like, you weren't born to be normal. And she covers Cedric's camera because he, like, comes up to them. So Allison and Danny walk off to, like, be separate from everyone else. And Allison explains that she heard the whole convo between, like, Danny and Max. And then she also explains that after Danny left, uh, wait, oh, 
Yeah, Paul came in and they talked about, like, what's going on and this ring is, like, bad news. Danny doesn't believe her, but Allison says that she has proof. So she grabs the camera that she had and they go into the, like, uh, editing room. Miss McAllister's in there and she's like, hey, Danny, you should go get ready. But Allison's like, uh, no, this is important. Uh, Max that is camera? evil. And she, like, t- huh? That camera definitely had playback ability. Yeah, I don't know why she decided <laughs> to go in go there. It doesn't make sense. To the but editing room. Yeah, and so she, for, instead of just, like, trying to show the video immediately, she starts explaining to Miss McAllister how Danny and Max are actual sorcerers, and Max is evil, and he's trying to steal Danny, Danny's powers, and as she's saying this, Max walks up, and he's like, whoa, Allison, what's going on? And they're like, you must be tired. This is a lot of work for a 14, 16-year-old. Yeah, How so old you are. Max is like, well, why don't we just watch this tape? So he takes the camera and then takes the tape and then he, like, rubs his thumb over it. So whenever they put the tape into the TV, it goes fuzzy before it could reveal anything. Yeah, and so they're all like, see, Allison, you're crazy. I think that you're a danger to yourself and this show. You must yeah. be sent home. And Danny, like, um, doesn't back her up. He's like, I don't have real powers. I don't know what she's talking about. Uh, yeah, and Max is like, you need to get sent home. So Allison is, like, taking her bags down the hallway. Danny catches up to her, and Allison's like, what are you doing? You're supposed to back me up. What the fuck? Well, Danny's like, oh, I'm sorry that this happened to you. And he's like, well, I feel normal for the first time, and you said that you had proof, but you don't, so I can't believe you, and... Danny's so annoying. He's yeah. like, oh, I finally found Xanax, so I feel great. <laughs> he was searching for acceptance, and Allison's like, I was someone who believed in you and would Like, have as you, you were. Like, not, like, with this ring that's stimulating or stifling your powers. Yeah. Um, Allison is like, oh, your final trick, making your only ally disappear. Yeah. Um, as she, um, gets on the trolley that arrives. <laughs> so Allison leaves, she's on the trolley, and she narrates that she couldn't stop thinking about what happened to DeMilo. So she gets off the trolley at an internet cafe, and she, like, researches DeMilo and learns that he died because a prop that he had used tons of times fell and crushed his skull. So she's looking on the internet on this website, and there is a picture of DeMilo's corpse in his casket. I just kept assuming this was, like, the obituary. I don't know. Well, why would they have his corpse? You don't show the corpse in the casket. I don't know. He's a famous figure. Maybe they needed to. <laughs> Prove well, what a celebrity trip. corpse have you seen? I don't know. None! Also, well, he don't okay, show he pictures been, of corpses. He would have been disfigured because it said that whatever fell on him fell on his skull. Yeah, so it said it crushed another, his skull. Another plot. But either there. way, on his corpse in the casket, she sees the ring that Danny is wearing on his finger. Yeah, and so she knew what was going on. She knew that they stole Demilo's uh, magic, and if Danny wasn't careful, he would suffer the same fate. So she had to get back to the magic mansion and warn him but before how? it was too late. Yeah, so, uh, Allison ships herself to the Magic Mansion in one of those, like... prop box. Yeah. And so she gets, like, shipped, like, taken inside. Danny's parents show up, because this is the finale. Again, his parents are just, like, super fucking weird, and we don't, like, see... Like, we never learn if, like, Danny's parents know about his magic powers or anything. Yeah. Or if they're just like, oh, three years ago, Danny got really into wanting to be an magician. It was weird, (laughs) but we support him. We still can't figure out how he does it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, so, um, Hunter is talking backstage, like, he's, like, acting like he's the stage manager or something, and he's like, there's a delivery for Danny, go get it. 
uh, Danny is talking to Max and he's like, how am I going to do the finale trick with this ring on if I don't have my powers? He's like, you know, maybe I should take it off. But Max is like, no, don't worry. I can help you with it. Like, it's fine. He's You're like, going to win do, in a, I'll do all anyway. the magic. You don't worry about yeah, it. Yeah. And Max is like, well, that seems like cheating. I think I'll just Danny take it off. Oh yeah. Danny said like, that seems like cheating. I think I'll just take it off. But Max is like, no, like, no like, don't trust do that. me. Yeah. Just trust me. You don't want anything bad to happen. Yeah. So Allison climbs out of the prop lock prop box backstage how how did she get in and like had someone to like shift that box within a day i don't know it she's got talent she's got connections <laughs> uh anyway the show starts uh max introduced brandon who is in the lead does a bunch of like sleight of hand tricks it's literally his tricks are so unimpressive it's just like this little like object Bouncy ball it's it and he just like it's there and then it's not and that's his finale trick yeah um who's oh hunter <laughs> i was like who's that yeah hunter finds allison um and he's like oh i'm gonna tell max that you're here you're not supposed to be here but then she just like runs away into the fun house and loses him yeah uh so max introduces zoe and she starts doing her thing uh but then hunter tells max that allison is here uh backstage brandon tells danny good luck and because they're friends now um, Allison finds Danny and, like, starts telling him everything about Demilo. She shows him the picture of the ring. Yeah. And Allison says that he's in danger and he needs to take the ring off. He, like, he can't take the ring off by himself, so he needs to let her take the ring off. Yeah, but, he still doesn't believe her. And yeah. Allison's, like, just tried to take the ring off. And he's like, no, I like the way it makes me feel. I don't want to be scared again. And this is so annoying because if Danny would have just tried to take the ring off for a second yeah. and then realized he couldn't, then she could take it off and... Uh, fucking teenage boys. <laughs> Stupid bullshit. He's like, no, I like the way it makes me feel. <laughs> yeah, he said he's scared without the ring. And so Allison's like, I know you can do it. He's like, you can learn to master this. Like, you don't have to live like this. Uh, but then Miss McAllister calls for Danny. He's on in one minute. Um, Allison says that Max doesn't care about him, but she does. And he begs him to, like, take a leap of faith and let her take the ring off. But he doesn't, and he goes on stage. Yeah. So this whole final act is so confusing to me. Yeah. Um, Max brings Danny out, and he says, he announces to the crowd that Danny is going to lift this 1,000-pound lead weight over his head. This okay. Is- he introduces his trick and says what he is going to do. He doesn't do this for any of the other yeah, contestants no. at all. So this is completely it's, out of place. Yeah, it's really weird. And, uh, yeah, Danny's like, okay, like, I guess this is what I'm going to do. So Allison is watching from backstage, Danny tries to lift the weight from, like, the handle on top, but he can't, so the crowd boos, and then he goes to lift with his knees from the bottom. <laughs> well, and he struggles for a while, and everyone's like, oh, you can't even do it, blah, 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 blah. But, but then, then, yeah, but then Max, Max is, like, lifting his hand and helping Danny. Yeah, he's using magic to, like, lift the weight for Danny. Yeah, Danny so- is, like, holds the weight above his, like, straight above his head, and he lets go, and the weight floats above him. So yeah, the crowd and is cheering. The crowd amazing. does a complete 180. It really took... Yeah, and <laughs> doesn't so... doesn't take much. So all of a sudden, it starts, like, floating higher and higher and higher, and no one is concerned about this. No yeah. one's like, hmm, that's weird. And Danny's just kind of like, okay, this is my trick. Yeah, <laughs> and so... um but Yeah, but then all of a sudden... As the weight starts to fall, Allison yells, and Danny is able to dive out of the way before it hits him. Yeah, everyone in the crowd is like, oh my fucking god, what the fuck just happened? Danny looks at Max, and he tries to take off the ring, but he can't. Yeah, Allison so is Max like, gets up at this time and, like, starts walking to the stage. Allison is like, Danny, come here, come here, let me take the ring off. But Danny just, like, stands there. <laughs> yeah, so Max comes onto the stage, and he's like, oh no, we broke the stage. Let's give Danny another chance to do it again. <laughs> 
He took a chance. <laughs> yeah. And so he's like, what do you say, audience? And they're all like, yeah, that yeah. seems like a good idea. This 16-year-old almost fucking died yeah. by anvil. So then that's on, fine. on stage, Dandy's like, I can't take the ring off. I know you're dangerous, Max. Yeah. And Max is just like, haha, sucks to be you. And he's like, audience, Danny will finish his act. Like, that's all it's. Yeah, it's so fucking weird. But then Danny's like, I need a beautiful assistant to help me with this trick that does not require an assistant. And so Cedric wheels out the little trunk, right? But then Max goes over and he's like, assistants are overrated. And starts sticking swords into the box. Cedric is clearly trying to tell Danny something. He's like pointing at the box. And Danny's like, what What are you talking about? He didn't just like run over to Cedric and be like, Cedric, what's up? This is a very small stage. (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, so Max starts like shoving swords into the box. And I realize Allison is inside. I remember seeing this in the commercials and I was like, oh, it's, oh, it's intense. I mean, I think the boxes are made so they can do that, I but mean, still. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, but still, like, you could tell, like, this wasn't planned, like, from the commercials. Yeah. Um, Allison screams and then Danny, like, opens the box. He's like, oh, Allison's inside? <laughs> yeah, but he opens the door and no one's in there and everyone's like, oh, what's that about? So he yeah. closes it and then... And Max and Danny, like, continue on with the show. I don't really know. They're, like, having a conversation on stage, but also addressing the audience. Yeah, but then, I don't understand what's going on. But then somehow Allison opens the door herself. She, like, no, she knocks on the door. Oh, yeah. So, and Danny goes to open it, and Allison's inside, and the whole audience is like, oh, what a great trick. Yeah. I don't know how Allison disappeared, and then did Max make her do that? Well, I think that they have, like, a secret door or something. I mean, yeah. Was those, that, like, right? a part of the trick? Did she know? I don't, I don't think it was intentional, because I don't think she was intending to get maybe stabbed. She was, like, she was really scared inside the box. Well, I know, I'm saying that the door probably opens like that automatically, because it's like a trick thing, so then he needed to like reopen it? I don't know. How did, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, so... He helps her out, he removes the sword so she can get out of the box. Yeah, so Allison, like, gets out of the box, and Danny, like, puts his hand behind his back, so Allison removes the ring, and Max, like, turns around, he's like, what are you doing? Well, it's really scary, though, immediately, he's like, what'd you do? Didn't you bring Allison out here? Like, what do you think you're doing? This is not a part of... (laughs) This is a very, like, bad step in your evil plan. Yeah, and so, anyway, Max is like, we must get on to the finale, so Max is like... Yeah, Danny says his final trick. He's like, oh, Max will be a part of my final trick. And then Max turns around. He's like, well, with or without the ring on, your powers will soon be mine, which is never explained either. Yeah. Uh, So Max makes... Yeah, so then, like, they start, like, fighting with magic. Max, like, shoots Danny up into the air and, like, spins him around. Yeah, and so the whole crowd is like, oh, this is cool and not scary at all. Yeah, Allison yells for Danny. She's like... Danny, use the ring. It's the last piece of the puzzle to defeat Max. I don't know how she figured that out. Oh, I don't know. She took a guess. I don't don't know. know. So he takes the ring out of his pocket, and then he, like, frames Max in the ring, like, from his eyesight. He flies toward him, which apparently he he has the power to do. Straight forward. He's like, ugh. Yeah, but then there's this big puff of smoke, so we don't know what happened. And as the smoke cleared, Danny's the only one. We also see the ring go on to Max's finger. Yeah, Danny's the only one standing there and everyone cheers and it's cool yeah only danny is left standing and the audience goes crazy and then the camera zooms out to like show allison watching that clip on like in her bedroom yeah so allison turns off the monitor and she's like so probably max got paul to take off the ring um and then every single show tape mysteriously disappeared but then magically reappeared in my bedroom She's like, what you just saw? I edited it all together. Yeah, so apparently this never aired. So why is she talking in the beginning about yeah, how- we don't know what Allison is making. 
I'm so where confused. this is going. Yeah, I guess she's just talking about the people who like worked on the show. Is they... this like is this like like a like a glass situation where at the very end Samuel L. Jackson was like actually live streaming the whole time and everyone like knew about their power? No, I don't think live streaming existed in no, 2005. Like the same the same <laughs> idea. I don't, yeah, I think she's just making this and then we'll publish like, it somewhere. She gonna she's gonna be like, the OG YouTuber. Reality TV <laughs> with 2004 YouTube. <laughs> we invented next year. <laughs> she's gonna send it to the news. <laughs> the news. Dear news, please play this. I know it's Love two Allison. hours long. Love Allison. <laughs> yeah, um, so she explains that um, luckily someone made them appear in her room. Yeah. And then she's talking about how um, everyone who was like worked on the show knew that like something weird was going on. But yeah, she says that Danny went into hiding to control his powers because he knew that Max was out there somewhere and he'd come for him someday. Yeah, so he's like trying to like practice control and he's getting stronger every day. And Allison's like, I don't even know where he is. But then her popcorn bowl levitates and she's like, <laughs> just kidding, yes I do. Yeah. Um, and then all of a sudden she transports to a park bench with Danny. And she's like, how did that happen? And he's like, magic. Yeah, and Allison says that she doesn't know how he does it, but Danny says that a true magician never reveals their secrets. And then they, like, laugh and cuddle on the park bench. <laughs> and he tosses his top hat towards the screen, and that's the end of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. But do you believe in magic? Yes. Covered uh, by Allie and AJ. I think AJ's on there, too. Yeah. Covered by at least yeah. Allie. No, starts it's, it's playing. Ugh. Amazing. Impeccable. Oh my god, is this like the first song where like it was specifically written for the DCOM? Because I remember like seeing the music video like on Disney Channel. Like have we like covered a movie where they had like a song that was like probably sung by like someone in the movie that was specifically written like and like performed in the movie? Don't isn't don't you believe or do you believe in magic a song before? It's a cover, this? Yeah, yeah. But they like played the cut, like they played Ali and AJ's version yeah. like on Disney Channel. Yeah, it might be. Oh my god, exciting! Yay! We have more of that coming. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for that. I was like, I wonder what like, the very first one is, and like obviously it's probably because like they Ali and AJ were a music group. Yeah. But, you know, not just, like, picking stars from the movie and being like, you're gonna sing a song. <laughs> well, but they also had people who weren't in the movie sing songs sometimes. All I remember is Jordan Pruitt singing yeah, from the outside <laughs> looking in. That's, like, what I'm thinking of, too. Yeah. 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 I don't know. So did you have any favorite quotes from this movie? I did not. This is the one about... Well, I guess this wasn't my favorite because I was frustrated because Donald Trump's hair is not real, Cedric. <laughs> That's the secret. <laughs> I think he's just trying to make a joke. <laughs> Um, I liked the part about every time Allison just talked about her casually being a child producer, I thought that was pretty funny. <laughs> it seemed like um, Arrested Development, whenever Maybe just casually gets, isn't her name Maybe? Yeah. Maybe casually gets a job as a fucking producer, a high-level <laughs> producer at 16, and none of them know that she's a child. So. Um, yeah, one thing, I had, like, really high hopes for this movie. <laughs> I, I don't think they were met. <laughs> okay, I remembered liking this movie more when I was a child just because illusions were so interesting to me. Not yeah. fucking Chris Angel, because my brother would always watch Chris Angel's fucking show, <laughs> yeah. and I thought that shit was so annoying. But, no, like, I, magic, I, okay, people who are like, magic is lame, like, have you seen, now you see me, that shit's cool. Yeah, well, now you see me, it's my favorite things. <laughs> White collar crime and magic. <laughs> 
Um, but they're stealing from the rich to help the poor. They're yeah. They're good people. No, I love magic. I, um, I watch Penn and Teller's f- try and fool us all the time. <laughs> and, like, sometimes, because, like, so, like, magicians will, like, come out and see if they can, like, fool Penn and Teller into, like, how they did their trick. And if, like, Penn and Teller know how they did it, then they'll, like, sort of, like, say it, like, in code. And sometimes you can, like, figure it out. So I'll, like, go back and rewind and, like, figure out, like, how they did it. And I, I did figure it out once. Um, but that was, and that was really fun. Like, whenever I saw, like, Now You See Me or whatever, I'll, like, try and, like, practice card tricks for, like, the next week. Well, they always talk about how, like, it's all about misdirection and how, like, it's not real. And as a child, my brain just, like, can't fathom, like, how can they do this stuff? And even still, like, I don't look up, look it up, because I just want to be surprised by what's happening. Yeah, a lot of, like, a lot of magic and, like, up-close magic, it's all just, like, sleight of hand and, like, practicing so much you can, like, move your hands differently. And then whenever they brought in the fact that, like, oh, his magic is real and, like, they're actually sorcerers and this isn't really about magicians, I was disappointed. Yeah, it got a little twisted, and it happened very quickly. Yeah. And I, see, okay, so here's the things that I liked about it. I like how it's told, the way that it's told. I think it's a very interesting way to tell the story yeah. about how she's, like, Through talking to a camera. Point of view. Yeah, and then she's talking about, like, this whole thing. And it, I think it, the idea is there. <laughs> yeah, well, I like the whole thing about, like, oh, this is a reality television show about, like, kid magicians. Yeah. That's really it's, nice. It's cool. <laughs> but, yeah, it doesn't end up, it doesn't end up holding up the way that it did. I did like it when I was a kid, because I was like, magic is cool, this is cool. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think I also had a crush on Danny Picard as a child, <laughs> so. His real name's Johnny, it's not Danny. Oh, Johnny Picard. <laughs> yeah. So, I ended up giving this a two and a half out of five, and I put it at number 44, below Luck of the Irish and above Alley Cat's Strike. I gave this a three out of five, and I put it at number 30, below 17 again, and above Full Court Miracle. Yeah, I was disappointed by it, but if you do want to see a reality TV show about, uh, like, teen magicians, there is a documentary on Netflix. It might be a documentary, a docu-series. I can't remember. I don't know what it's called. I'll put it in the description if you're interested, because it was really good. I watched Ooh, it. I'll have to watch I'll have it. To, yeah, I'll have to find what it was, but it was fun. Or I enjoyed watch it. Penn and Teller's Fool Us on CW, <laughs> hosted by Allison Hannigan. It's really good. <laughs> Yeah, um, but then, next week, we are turning a different corner. Next week, we're watching Buffalo Dreams, oh. which is very different, so... I don't know what this is about. Um, I a, do have a funny story about it, though. It's about Native American culture, so we're gonna do our best to find oh, some research no. on what it's about and what's going on and what is good or bad, so hopefully we will not misportray anything the we way apologize. that the DCOM probably will. So, yeah, that's Bye. it. <laughs>